0: I think this is what someone would call a big episode.
1: Yeah, a big episode. We're going to be discussing uh, our top ten music in Star Wars. Motion and nostalgia plays a massive part for me. It is a tune. The the instrumental is unbelievable. By far and away my favourite piece of jizz music. It being my ringtone just shows you how much I love this music. welcome to episode twenty of Live from Vader's Castle. Uh, joined today by my co-host Dan McQuarrie. Hello. Episode twenty. Yeah, we're we're hitting these uh these these figures. Big 15 numbers was yeah. a big number. And now we're at twenty.
0: I know. Yeah. Who would have Who would have
1: thought we would have made it all the way to twenty? Yeah, I mean, I think I think episode twenty. We've we've got quite a fun little. Uh, discussion uh, planned for this one. Oof, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to
0: it. I think this is what what, what someone would call a big episode, uh, for
1: sure. Yeah, a big episode. We're going to be discussing uh, our top ten music in Star Wars uh, for this episode. I oh, think is, yes. The music in Star Wars is something that's iconic, obviously, but then I think sometimes it's so like present in the films and in the background that like sometimes you don't even realize how impactful it is until you, mm. you kind of step away and look at it so yeah so I'm hoping that today's discussion will really highlight some of the music that makes the the films and tv shows stand head and shoulders above any other form of multimedia
0: mm. yeah and I think uh, I think Star Wars has a special place in the sense of you know it, it's one of those rare occasions in in sort of film television etc where you've got music that Create such emotional responses for audiences. Like going through this, you know, these are just me picking out some of these pieces of music and listening to them back on Spotify. It's like these these are songs that like make me feel a certain way, whether it's just really hyped or just sad or just um, nostalgic. I think um, um, Star Wars music creates such a such an emotion within sort of fans. And obviously a lot of that's down to John Williams, but then a lot of that is down to, you know, your composers since then, your Kynas, your Ludwig Goranson, your... all the people who've come and done Star Wars music since Williams. I mean, obviously Williams will always be the most iconic film composer of all time because of mostly because of the work he's done with Star Wars. But there's some great music out there, and it's it's going to be fun to explore in this episode.
1: Yeah, it really is. I mean, you make a great point there about the emotional impact. It's like... Uh, on the previous podcast when we are talking about the books I've mentioned that listening to the audio books have added the music in there and having that in, in an audio book I think as I stated before it's just added like 10 times you know the emotional uh, like the gravitas for that scene so you know it's, it goes hand in hand with the films really like they're both as iconic as each other and as you said much to the credit of John Williams and obviously the the newer um, composers we've had in the last few years but yeah, not, not wonderful of them
0: And I think one of the things that's most prominent about Star Wars music is even if you meet someone who's never watched a Star Wars film before, they will still recognise the music of Star Wars. They'll still recognise the main title. They'll still recognise the Imperial March. They'll still recognise Jewel of the Fates and probably a lot of other music as well. And it's got such a huge cultural impact, the music of Star Wars, and such a sort of individual impact on it on the fans that it's um it's one of the one of the central pillars of what makes star wars is the fantastic music so yeah i'm really looking forward to diving into our our favorites
1: yeah um well i think we've, we've summed up the emotional and uh Lovely feelings that the music gives us. I think let's, let's dive into our to our top ten. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. So a little um, a little asterisk on this. I don't know how you've done your top ten, but for me, my top ten is very much like my top ten at the moment. I feel like you you could pull me aside at any time over a year, and my top ten list will probably have five or six that will always be there, and a few which sort of floats in and out depending on how I'm feeling or what I've been watching recently or what just. At that point in time, is the the music that I'm connecting to. So, I'm not sure how your list, how you put your mind for your list, but mine is definitely sort of what I feel that my top ten is at the moment. Ask me in a month's time, it'll probably be completely different. Um, but that's that's how I've gone for mine.
1: Um, I think mine's pretty like set in to be honest. Although I'm never going to rule out having like you know new music coming out. Of that then we'll. Take over something else. Like there's a couple. Uh, actually, it might just be one. That's like what, what from one of the newer things in Star Wars that is uh, going straight into. It's in my top five. Uh, so if you know if something comes out next year or whatever, that's that's uh, a chef's kiss for the music. And that might crack my top ten, but I think it's pretty set in stone uh, until that yeah. point.
0: Yeah. No, I am. Um, I go back and forth and. You know, sometimes I try and make a list that encapsulates different eras of Star Wars and sometimes I just go for what what feels right. And this this list just ended up being what feels right. So what we're going to do in this discussion is we'll go through our top 10 from 10 to 1. I'll say my 10, John will say his 10, 9, 9, and then we'll go through it. We'll have little discussions. There'll definitely be some points where we've got the same and there'll obviously be some points where it's just one of us and the reason we put it there is, you know, particular reason whether that's personal or um just the moment in time so we'll sort of we'll go through that and hopefully it'll be a be a fun discussion do you want me to kick things off yeah why not right so this is maybe why i gave my asterisks right there my number 10 at the moment and it's it's purely because of the the 16 episodes of television that i've just sat and watched being the bad batch my number 10 is the the bad batch thing from Clone Wars and the Bad Batch, um, just the the iconic um, military style anthem of the Bad Batch Clone Force ninety nine when they when they run into battle. I am um, I always liked this piece of music when I first heard it back in the Clone Wars. I always thought this was a, a good sort of like clone style theme, but with a bit of a twist. Um, and then just sort of after consuming so much Bad Batch recently and watching and re-watching episodes, um, it just really stuck in my head as a, there's uh, a piece of music that I I really, really like. And um, there are two moments in the, in the series that, you know, really stuck in my mind, which was in the very first episode when um, young, young Caleb was running down the, um, was running down the hill with his reinforcements. And then the, the, the Bad Batch come in and um, their theme kicks in once they fight the, the droids. Um, and then the second moment that really stuck in my head was in the um, big spoiler alert in the penultimate episode of the series when Crosshair and them got together and fought in the trading room. And just suddenly the Bad Batch theme just kicked right in, um, you know, the... Just it all just comes together, and I just find myself really, really liking the theme. It's one of those themes on my list which is more like gets me gassed because I've really grown to love these characters recently, and it's just a real pump up tune. So, uh, so yeah, that's my number ten, the Bad Batch theme.
1: As a the Bad Batch theme is a very it's a very good piece of music. I think, as you said, you know, it fits very well, being like very like militar, militaristic. Is that the word I'm going for? Yeah, I'm trying to pronounce yeah, my words properly. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I, th- I think it, I think it fits in quite well with them. And yeah, as you said, uh, that moment in uh, the Punisher episode really did uh, stand out. Um, yeah, with, with the music and that, that really added to it. I was like at the beginning of the episodes as well, and it's not really like their theme, but like at the beginning of the episodes when they had the uh, the little title sequence, and it was like I don't know, it was like a very prompts bit of music it sounded like someone was like, like
0: marching drums wasn't it
1: yeah like i always thought that that fit quite well as well so yeah yeah good choice a good choice
0: oh let's pass over to you john what's your number 10
1: <laughs> my number 10 i think it's a bit of a, a strange one like when i was writing this list i was trying to remember like you know what it was called i was like oh, did we because obviously we have some really iconic names in the star wars music um lists i suppose but um But I remember in the cinema watching this, and I remember the music came on in the scene, and I was like, "Christ, this is this is like maybe set up in my seat, sort of thing." Like it's giving me such a, it's really adding to the scene of the uh, drama of the scene. And it is, it's simply called Kylo Ren arrives at battle, and it's from The Force Awakens. Um, (laughs) And it is, as it says in the tin, it's simply when Kylo Ren arrives at battle, um, towards the end of the film. Uh, And I think it really you know it, it, as you said earlier there's there's music which everyone just knows and obviously like the imperial march everyone can recognize and i feel like it was a good attempt for Kylo ren to give him like some sort of iconic you know um music or like something that makes you like it's very dramatic and tense you know it, it makes you feel like oh okay this fella's got something about him sort of thing you know yeah um i i think it's just the, the feeling i got in the cinema when that came on um that is, this is why it's cracked my top 10. Like the fact like it really adds to the scene of the fit in the film and really adds to the character of Carla Ren, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's like
1: so dramatic.
0: I imagine this is the same piece of music that sort of goes on to become his sort of like theme throughout the whole trilogy. Isn't it? It's the like, bah, 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 that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah, sure yeah. it has a few tweaks here and there as the films go on, but yeah, I, I mean, it's just, it's so dramatic and, I mean, with such an iconic name of Kylo Ren and arrives at battle, I mean, how's it not? And anyone else is top 10.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. When um when I was sort of listening and listening through a load of scores trying to come up with what, what I wanted to put, I hit shuffle on just like a big Star Wars playlist and it wasn't this specific one you're talking about. I think it's the one at the beginning of the film when he like first arrives in Jakku. Um and I was just like, "Oh, damn! Kind of Ren's got a good theme, doesn't he?" So I mean, he didn't quite crack my top ten, but it was definitely an honourable mention for me. So I'm, I'm glad you got it in there because that's John Williams on on
1: fine form as always. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I just the emotional response is what marks Star Wars, and I think this one maybe set up in my seat in that at that point in the film. So I'll give him, I'll give him my top uh, top ten. I'll give him tenth position. Yeah. Well-earned, I think. Well-earned.
0: Right. My number nine. This is a bit of a, this is one that, you know, some listeners might find controversial. I certainly don't. I think this is an absolutely beautiful piece of music, a more modern piece of Star Wars music. But I, I think it's, a, as, as I said, a beautiful piece of music really captures the the emotion and the heart of of the character. And that's Ray's theme from The Force Awakens. Am I right in saying that you've got this on your list as well?
1: You are as right, yeah. This is in the same spot as well, actually. Number
0: nine. Oh, the same yeah, spot. Yeah, so we could things. both discuss it at the same time. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, one of the things. I, I mean, I very vividly remember seeing Force Awakens for the first time, midnight release back in two thousand fifteen, and this was one of those piece of music, music that just instantly felt like Star Wars to me. Just sort of, you know, the little soft notes that it starts off with that sort of become very part of Ray's character. And then sort of the big, sweeping, dramatic part of the music as well as we sort of go across Jakku. I just think it's a, it is just a really beautiful piece of music. I think it's quite emotional. I think even, even with someone like Ray, who I like as a character, but she doesn't crack my top ten characters, even when I hear Ray's theme, you know, it still evokes an emotion in me. I think it's a quite a powerful piece of music. And, you know, I really love how it's used in The Force Awakens, but, you know, even in The Rise of Skywalker, which isn't one of my favourite Star Wars films, I still love when Ray's theme kicks into the music, particularly when she's fighting palpatine. There's moments when her theme just sort of comes straight in from underneath like the emperor's theme in sort of triumph and i yeah I think it's a, a a really great bit of music what's your what's your reasoning for having it in the in the ninth position like me
1: Well yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said, and I want to pick up on that first point it's just the the soft notes i think as it as it intros in is is very. Yeah, I mean it's very classic Star Wars. Like, there's a lot of character um, themes and stuff that have those. Like, kind of leads in with the soft notes, and then which are like d- dribbled through like the films and stuff. You know, in little moments of triumph, and then obviously in the bigger moments, they they they, they play more of the theme, and it always like it ends up ramping up towards the middle, and then obviously it, as the music goes on. And I just think it was just perfectly done, and you know, in scenes throughout, you know. Um, the sequel trilogy, as you said, when we first meet her on it comes in really nicely, you know, in, in the other moments of triumph, uh, you know, and, and the little victories that Ray has throughout the films, you get those soft notes and, y- you know, as soon as you hear it, you you know um, something, you know, something's going well for the character and stuff like that. So, um, it's just, it's just again, there's one of those things that, like, hearing it um, brings out a nice emotional response that, you know, makes you feel... Closer to the to the um, character in in certain ways, you know, like it, it brings you back. And like, I don't know about you, but sometimes in, when it's happened like a couple of times in a film, or like over the sequel trilogy, you know, hearing those few notes reminds you of what's the times in the previous films that has come on. So yeah, I just think, definitely. yeah, yeah, it's just it is a lovely, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of music, and I think mm-hmm. it fits Ray's character perfectly. You know the the way it like slowly leads in and then builds up as. You know, for big dramatic scenes, as you say, yeah. for like when she takes over them, um, when she defeats Palpatine, and stuff like that.
0: And I definitely think it's one of those songs that's sort of very representative of her character because she's she's almost the opposite of Luke, where Luke's sort of always dreaming to leave Tatooine, she's wanting just to stay on Jakku. And I think it's almost like, almost feels like the the songs sort of like at odds with each other. You know, sort of your softer notes very much feel just like this sort of quite happy, content scavenger. And then you've got sort of the big sweeping dramatic chords, which sound quite dreamy of, you know, going to somewhere else, being something bigger, being part of something else. And I think that sort of captivates Ray's character really well and sort of like the innocence of her versus like the strength that she has as a character. So I think maybe I read too deep into it, but I'm sure John Williams is a smart mind. I'm sure that's what he was thinking of. But (laughs) yeah, I think, yeah, really good piece of music. I'm a big fan of it.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean... I think any of the character themes in, in Star Wars, John Williams always seems to nail, but I, I, yeah, I think Ray's theme. It's one of those ones where th- it's the song almost like follows a character arc, which is really strange to say because you know the song's obviously written for the first time we see her in the first film, but then I feel you know it's it's cleverly done from John Williams where, as we said, you know it starts off nice and soft and you know the timid shy not shy but you know the, the timid ray we get in the first instance who then you know as soon as something's required of her she steps up to the challenge and i think that the music captivates that beautifully as you said
0: yeah nice should we move on to our eighth positions
1: <laughs> yeah
0: now i'm gonna this is this is definitely one where like emotion and nostalgia plays a massive part for me and this is this is quite an interesting one because as some people will be aware this this piece of music wasn't in the original film. This was something that was added in the special editions. And that's the victory celebration from return of the Jedi originally. And then the return of the Jedi first came out. It was, it was famously the Ewok celebration or nub nub um, when it was all the Ewoks singing. Um, And then George Lucas re-scored it for the, um, special edition releases, got it re-scored, and then it came out as victory celebration. And I think this is just a piece of music that I know it is not the best piece of music in Star Wars. I know that there's, you know, it's a little bit jokey with the Ewoks singing in harmony with John Williams sort of chords and stuff, but there's just something about this piece of music which just absolutely represents just triumph over evil, M- you know, my hero, Luke Skywalker, winning um the galaxy being free for at least a while. Um, And it's just every time this music comes on at the end of Return of the Jedi, I can't help just getting a few tears in my eyes, just seeing all the characters celebrating and just that feeling of actual just celebration and happiness after a period of darkness, I think is, um, I think it's just a really, really beautiful piece of music. And I know it won't be a lot of people's choices choice, but uh, it's just one that really, I remember watching that film and hearing that piece of music when I was like five years old, and it still has as profound an effect on me now as an adult as it did when I was uh, when I was younger. So yeah, victory celebration from Return of the Jedi. It's my number eight.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good choice. I mean, you watch Return of the Jedi now and the music comes on, you can't help but feel uplifted. You know, everyone's in the scenes, you know, having a good time dancing along, and you can't help but feel like, oh, you know. As you said, the emotional response is like, yeah, whenever you want to join in. I mean, yeah, as you said, the Ewok trying to harmonize is it's not the best, it's not the best uh vocal performance we've ever seen in a in a film, but you know, it's just it captures the um, like the vibe, I suppose, uh, perfectly. You know, it's just fun, it's Star Wars, it's corny, it's cheesy, and they, you know, it's a final film, they've won. I it's it fits, it, it does what it needs to. And that that's that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, it
0: definitely Very, fits
1: the fits, fits the
0: childlike up. the childlike um sort of dreamy celebration nature of that scene with all the little cuddly bears dancing up and down.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it definitely works because of the ewoks. So like, I think if you take the ewoks out, it might be a bit weird, but the ewoks make it with their celebrating and their dancing and hugging everything and <laughs> et cetera, et cetera.
0: Then obviously you've got that classic image of Luke looking at the Force ghosts, and just when it kicks up to you know its most sort of like triumphant final bit of the song before it goes into the end credits, I think that's such a such a powerful moment with Hayden Christensen's face just smiling back at you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that is what you need to just captivate the song. It's just Hayden Christensen just chilling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. What's your number eight? Uh, my number eight is, in my opinion, an iconic piece of music and one that I find stuck in my head, like just at random times of the day, which I think is probably because one of the catchy tune and two, I've got absolutely no idea what the lyrics are, so I just kind of like try and make it up in my head. Um, and that is Jedi Rocks <laughs> from Return of the Jedi. Um, and oh, if yes. you aren't familiar, that is the scene in Jabba's Palace <laughs> with the alien lady with the really long lips um scene so I, i'm gonna call it jazz i would describe it as jazz a jazz hit um and as i said i have no idea what the lyrics are i'm sure i probably could look at them up but I, that would ruin the magic for me um and i just think this is one that you could definitely bop to like in a club if someone put this on in the middle of like sauce <laughs> i would get down it is a tune the the instrumental is huge i want to go i'm to get really into it now like the instrumental is unbelievable the vocal performance is you know it's it's she's singing like a life is on the line uh, you
0: can't can't forget the deep croaky sort of voice of the the, the co-singer as well <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it is oh my god like i don't even know like how i'd love to watch it behind the scenes of how it was recorded um and like who actually performed the song, because I think it's just unbelievable, and I'd love to go see them live.
0: I have um, a feeling that that was added in the special editions as well. I have a feeling I think that it wasn't was. in I the think original was. cut, yeah.
1: I couldn't imagine the technology back then allowed for them to have such a um, stellar performance alongside the vocals. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely the CGI thing. of the, the singer there was definitely... Special editions, I just can't remember if the song was unique for the special editions. I have a feeling it was, because I think it was quite controversial at the time. But I agree. Yeah. Love, love what you want to love, John, and don't let anyone tell you you're <laughs> wrong.
1: I feel like in the scene as well, there's just like a... I can't remember if it's like, she literally just says the music stops. Because obviously they get that scene in the middle where the... Uh, is, is she a t-quay? Tries to kill Jabba? Yeah, and the music energy. kind of just... Twi'lek, yeah, just tries to kill Jabba and the music just stops and there's just like a scene of just like Boba Fett just like leaning, leaning against something or like leaning around a corner to see what's going on. And it's just, oh. And then she dies and the music continues. It's just, like, what more do you want? Yeah, I think what's so iconic about that whole Jabba's Palace scene is it's
0: it's just unlike anything you've ever seen before. Like it's it's the Moss Eisley Cantina taken to a whole new level and I think just seeing this real like room full of just you know, scummy underworld people, but they're still just dancing to what is essentially club music. <laughs> I just think it's so brilliant and such the, the sort of thing normal films just would not put in because it would be too weird, but you can get away with it in Star Wars.
1: Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I tried to find out enough music earlier um, and they have it, but just without the singing, it's just like the instrumental, but then the instrumental is not quite as, doesn't hit as hard as well so i think it's had a slight edit um so i'm gonna have to maybe illegally download it somewhere so i can put it on my playlists
0: there's a brilliant lo-fi version of it as well if you've heard that i I don't
1: think i have i like to jam to that occasionally (laughs) i mean i can just imagine like you know a car journey with like you you know you and your mates are going out for the weekend or something You, you have a nice drive down had a bit of drake on and a bit of dave and the next thing you know jedi rocks from the empire strikes back and that is what will get everyone lit oh dear i think it's a it's a it's a a great answer john it's a great (laughs) thank
0: you thank you right i'm going to my number seven now um so my number seven it's very much inspired by a theme from another uh tv show that i love But it's been remixed and remade for a new TV show I love. And that's um, Ahsoka Lives from The Mandalorian, specifically Season 2, Episode 5. And this is the piece of music that plays right at the end of the Jedi episode of The Mandalorian. um, When Ahsoka is chatting to Grogu and Din and sort of suggesting where they go to Tython. And the reason I love this piece of music so much is for two reasons. Firstly, I'm a huge fan of Ahsoka's original theme from the Clone Wars. Big shout out to the Kiners for that. I think that's a beautiful piece of music. But then this piece of music takes that and I just think remixes it to a completely different level. I think it's a it represents a lot of different things for me. It's like it's obviously Ahsoka, it's powerful, but then it's it sort of represents Ahsoka being finally in live action, you know, a character that I've really, really loved in animation finally getting time in live action and seeing that watching that whole episode back when it came out was obviously very emotional just seeing Ahsoka for the first time never really thought you'd see Ahsoka in live action but you know we finally got it and then also that music sort of ties in quite a lot of uh, Grogu's theme from the Mandalorian as well it starts off as sort of like the really soft like almost lullaby notes of Grogu's theme and then it sort of mixes into Ahsoka's theme and then finishes on like a big crescendo of Ahsoka's theme. And I think it's a it's a brilliant theme. It really perfectly captivates Ahsoka and makes you think back to that time when she left the Jedi Order and the emotions you felt then. But, you know, the song's called Ahsoka Lives, and I think it really represents for us fans, you know, Ahsoka being live, both alive and in live action. So I think it's a, a real powerful piece of music from The Mandalorian, and I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of it.
1: Oh, nice! I say it. A good, a good choice. Yeah, I think, I think it, what you said there is perfectly sums it up. You know, it's a, it's a bit of music that has deep ties to, uh, obviously the character of Ahsoka f- from the Clone Wars and uh, and then throughout the rest of uh, Star Wars uh, adventures. But I, I think, uh, yeah, also like, helps to capture, like the fans, like I don't know how to put it, like not acceptance, but like how like over the years you know we all become more and more attached to Ahsoka as a character and then seeing her move move, you know grow up into Clone Wars and then you know she left the Jedi Order, comes back and then you know we get news that she's in live action and I think yeah calling Ahsoka lives is, is, is a beautiful nod to that to that not only is she you know alive in the show but the She's alive in our hearts as well. She's rekindled the the flame that was burning, you know, in Clone Wars. Yeah, uh, absolutely. When, you know, people fell in love with her. Yeah, oh, and great, I think yeah, great answer.
0: Yeah, and I think you know her theme has really evolved over time with literally how the characters grown. You hear sort of part of her theme kicking in in Rebels when she's fighting Vader, and it's a very different version of her theme, but it's still her theme at its core. And I think this one is sort of like the most mature feeling of her theme, to sort of represent her as this sort of you know, wise old Jedi as opposed to sort of the young Padawan that she was when she started. Um, So I think it's, yeah, definitely representative of of a lot of things. And I think, you know, as you were sort of quite rightly pointed out, you know, the fans have definitely grown to love Ahsoka. I mean, I I didn't watch the Clone Wars when it came out, but I (laughs) I remember people not liking a character called Ahsoka for sure. And it's just funny that, you know, as a character who wasn't liked at first, she's now one of the most loved Star Wars characters as people sort of grew, grew to love her. And as she grew up and I think this song, you know, represents her being back. And I hope that they continue to use her music going into her, um, her own Disney plus show, which is coming out next year.
1: Yeah. Very nice. Um, my answer for seven is, uh, it's the music that accompanies Anakin versus Obi-Wan from revenge of the Sith. Um, Ooh, a big one! Yes, this is a, this is a big a big piece of music, and you know, it's a, one. It hits hard, like the you know, the, there's there's big there's big music scores, like drums, like the instrumental. It hits really hard. You know, you obviously got the emotional weight, and just the it's just it adds to the fight so well. Like you know, like there's some iconic. Um, music scenes that for fights uh, and lightsaber jewels and styles that i'm sure we'll get to further down the list but for this one i think especially it just adds on to the impact and the gravitas of the fighting, and the music really helps to like draw you in and like gets your hair on standing standing up and you know you're focused on it because not only are you getting such like a like a visual spectral um not visual a visual like spectacle of the fight you're watching which i must say i think at the time when it came out was probably like one of the most energetic fights we've seen in star wars and then you had this music that just perfectly accompanied it and literally got you sitting forward in your seat being like oh my god this is mental so a great piece of music and one of the best ones in star wars in my opinion Yeah, it's definitely a memorable one,
0: like the, the, that bit, (laughs) just always, (laughs) always remember those, like those, those bits. And I think that song also weaves in parts of the Duel of the Fates as well, like through that music as sort of they're fighting. And it's very much like the music of Obi-Wan and Anakin, like clashing in one. So yeah, it's a good pick, really iconic piece of music there. Thank you. Thank you. Right. So are we on to six? We are on to six. Yep. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is this is one that you know might trigger a couple people, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, my number six is a piece of music from The Last Jedi. Yep, sue me. Don't care. And it's called The Spark. And if 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 you cast your memory to that brilliant film that some people don't like, but I really like. Um, to when uh, when Leia and the Resistance think that all is lost, and Leia says the line, "The spark is gone," and from there. Luke Skywalker arrives. They've got that sort of like John Williams has made that really great bit of music with um, sort of represents Luke in that film. Um, Sort of as he arrives, and then they sit down and have their conversation. And then you just get a mixture of like some of the like some of Binary Sunset, you get some of Leia's theme in there, you get some of Han Solo and the Princess theme in there mixing through through their conversation and then luke goes and steps out onto the battlefield and crate and it's just got that really big dramatic sort of build-up of music of just you know the brave luke skywalker going to stand and face down the whole resistance at once and i was just i was going through music and i was thinking now what what music like actually when i listen to it can i remember songs that have actually brought a tear to my eye and the the first part of the spark when him and Leia are having a conversation always gets me because of the way that John Williams has a perfect way of just bringing in those iconic Star Wars scores in and then taking them back out into something new. Um, and that moment always gets me. And then instantly I go from being sad and emotional because of him and Leia having their last conversation together to just instantly hyped up at Luke Skywalker, you know, going to face Kylo Ren with that really loud and dramatic sort of, almost marching music as he as he steps out and it's that it's that legendary status that that, that this music represents the legendary status of Luke Skywalker that I think is a is a brilliant brilliant piece of music it accompanies one of my favorite scenes in the in the sequel trilogy yeah
1: that's a good choice actually i mean as you said it just goes to show just how talented a composer john williams is, is that he's managing to you know weave these themes into a you know, a new piece of music where it's you know, you recognise those themes as the individual pieces but then you can also appreciate where they fit in the you know the entire song as a whole and how that fits in each scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like oh what a talented man. I mean it's been a while since I've seen that film to be honest. I don't think I've gone back and watched it in quite a while oh, but next time I do I'm gonna have to make sure I listen out and see see if I can note down where the where the themes are in yeah. the film and definitely I'm sure I'll bring a tear to my
0: eye as well. There's a a beautiful moment where uh, Luke gives Leia hands and dice, or what is like a silhouette version of the dice, um, a a projection version of the dice. As he puts the dice in Leia's hands, it comes in with the hand solo and the princess love theme from Empire Strikes Back. And that moment just floors me every time, kills me because Empire Strikes Back is like the Holy Grail for me. So um, yeah, I just think really incredible piece of music accompanies, what is my favourite scene in that whole film? So yes, it's uh, definitely a piece of music that means a lot to me, and I know it's a, a song and a film that comes with controversy. But I've uh, I've grown to love it over time, and I
1: hope other people do as well. Yeah, nice, nice, a good choice. I've just uh, for my number six, I've been literally sitting and looking at my list, and I've been looking at five and six and been like, no, nah, that's not in the right order. So I've literally just changed it, and uh, number six, I've gone with victory celebration which is what you put in your number eight spot. Mine is oh, yes. slightly higher, slightly higher, just for the pure nostalgia of, like, you know, as a kid for that first time, like, watching uh, Return of the Jedi, and they win. I, like, you know, when I can't remember how old I was watching that, but, you know, at that I and mean, that was, like, the greatest, the greatest piece of music I've ever heard, you know, because of the, the hype you're feeling um, as the film comes to an end. So I think just for pure nostalgia, I put it slightly higher as you, you know, number uh, number six.
0: Yeah, it is such a nostalgic piece of music. Like you know, when I think back to watching the original trilogy, as you know, a four, five, six-year-old on old VHS tapes, the bits of music which like really stick into my head are you know, victory celebration, the the music which plays over the beginning of Return of the Jedi, in um, the 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 uh, Sarlacc pit scene. So when Luke does the little jump on the diving board, there's another honourable mention. Didn't make my list, but I love that as well. And I think it is called Return of the Jedi. Um, And, you know, obviously a load of iconic music from that, but it's, I think people tend to say that, like, nostalgia can be, like, overpowering and making unbiased decisions. But, you know, when it comes to Star Wars and it comes to the things that mean a lot to you as a fan, nothing wrong with tapping into that childlike nostalgia that we have.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the whole point of it. It really is, isn't it? That's the whole point of having all this great music and stuff is that when you, as soon as you listen to it, you can be drawn back to a memory of from like oh, I dunno, like fifteen years ago or something. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I think I think number six is a good place on my list.
0: Yeah, I respect it. Right, my number five. Oh, nice. I like my number five. So number five is a very new one. It is the the Mandalorian theme from The Mandalorian. Um I, I love this piece of music. Absolutely love this piece of music. It was... The, the the second I heard it in the trailer for The Mandalorian, I knew The Mandalorian was going to be a show that I loved because I've always been a huge, huge, huge fan of spaghetti westerns, specifically Ennio Morricone's score for The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, I think is one of the greatest movie soundtracks of all time. And the fact that... I think it's Ludwig Göransson's his name. Um, he's, there's a brilliant... Episode of the Mandalorian gallery for season one when they just talk about the music and it's really really interesting but how he talks about his inspiration of like old western themes, um you know the the one instrument leveling up into two three four instruments sort of as the as the soundtrack kicks in, and I just think this is a perfect piece of Star Wars music. It's so Star Wars but then so different and western feeling as well. You know it feels like you're watching a proper old cowboy shootout, but it's you know, it's a Mandalorian with a blaster. Um, I think it's a brilliant piece of music. Obviously, the build up with the do no 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 is obviously epic. Everyone loves that. But then when it all kicks in as well and it's got like the really strong like adventure part of the soundtrack, which almost like rings Indiana Jones to me of just like that big sort of like sweeping adventure that the Mandalorian also is. Just really captures everything I love about Star Wars and everything I love about the Western genre. And uh, yeah, I think it's a, a cracking piece of music.
1: No yeah I mean I completely agree. Um I remember watching that episode of uh the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian and you know that episode like, blew my mind. I uh, yeah, I can't pronounce this man's name for the life of me but he's such a ter- he's such a talented uh, bloke. Um and as a as a fun fact for those out there who are interested uh, this man has been Charles Gambino's like exclusive producer for like a most of his like music career. Yeah, like Redbone. Well, obviously, Charlie Chaplin one of Charlie Chaplin's most famous songs. I'm sure we've all heard it on the oh, radio or something. Crazy. It Was produced That's... by the same this fella. So he has been showing off his talents for years, come, And I'm glad that when it came to you know doing the score for the Mandalorian, they they, they gave it to him because obviously, as you just said, he's this piece of music is unbelievable. Mm. You know, hearing that each episode of uh, the Mando and then you know whenever he you know his theme for it in the oh, it's just unbelievable it, it, just so you, it gets you so excited every time you hear
0: it well. <laughs> oh is it is it's ring
1: yeah, <laughs> it my ringtone yeah like hearing this is just oh it's unbelievable it's so good like you, you can't get enough of it you yeah can honestly just sit and listen to this song on repeat it's oh, so good it's so good and
0: and then um, I found out recently that it was him who scored Black Panther as well um, obviously Black Panther sort of had the Kendrick Lamar album and he did the, the the musical score and you know all the really like beautiful sort of chords of like the Wakandan drums and that sort of thing that was all him as well so it makes a lot of sense this is a guy who understands how to use a hundred different instruments in a hundred different ways and yeah such a good piece of music just you know talk about you know music that would go off in a nightclub I stand by the, the, <laughs> the Mandalorian soundtrack would absolutely go off in a nightclub <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's a very talented man, um, and I'm hoping that I'm sure he'll be back for Mando season three. But I'm kind of hoping that they expand his, you know, access to like the Star Wars content um, as the years go on. Because I can't imagine him making anything bad. Yeah, so,
0: I, I don't think I don't know if they've announced whether he's doing Book Boba Fett, but I really hope he's doing Book of Boba Fett because his Boba Fett theme that he created, which is another honorable mention that I absolutely love. If you want to listen to it, it's called, it's like this back half of the song called capture the flag on the Mando season two soundtrack. Um, just the new Boba Fett soundtrack. Just, I loved it so much. And, um, so I really hope he's doing book of Boba Fett. This, the composing for that. They haven't confirmed or confirmed or denied it yet, but I'm holding out hope because he's, he's really talented.
1: Mm, he is. Um, for my number five, I went with another iconic uh, song from Star Wars. And I think, to be honest, this is probably one of the ones you were talking about earlier when you say, that like, you could play this to someone who's never seen Star Wars before and they'd probably recognise it. And it is the Imperial March, um, which is just... it. Oh, you, can't, you can't even mean to describe how iconic this piece of music is. You know, it's like... it's It goes down as one of, like... Movie, like movie history is like one of the most iconic pieces of music. I'd say it is probably is the most iconic piece of music in all of Star Wars, apart from maybe like the opening credit crawl. Um, just because that's just so in your face. But yeah, the Imperial March is mm. is you know it's, it's iconic. It's terrifying at times. Like you know, obviously you only tend to hear it around like the big villains of the films. You know, like uh, obviously like the Imperials, like Vader. Yeah, the Empire. These are the only times you hear this sort of music. So it's it's terrifying and iconic at the same time.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it. I completely agree. I think I'd even argue that it is the most iconic sort of piece of music, uh, of music, movie music ever. I think obviously the Star Wars title theme is very well known as well. It's, it's probably in the top three. But I, I think I even seem to remember that there was like a, a survey done like five years ago or something. Well, I feel like that was voted as like the most recognizable piece of movie, movie music up there, with like Jaws, um, like Imperial March being like the absolute top because it is. It's just one of those musics that all you need to hear is da, 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 and you instantly know what it is. And you know, as I said earlier, you know, you can go up to any random person on the street who's never watched Star Wars before and play it in their ear, and they'll go, Oh, is that the one from the Star War? Um, So, yeah, it's a brilliant piece of music.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, and the fact it goes alongside, like, someone that, I, again, like, one of the most instantly recognizable characters in, like, all of, yeah, like, entertainment, and obviously, like, Darth Vader. It's just, it just, well, it's just perfect. Like, you can't get any better than this. Like, you have one of the best pieces of music of all time, alongside one of the, you know, the, it's just pretty much alongside one of the best characters in all of multimedia ever. It's like, oh, what more can you want? Yeah,
0: and it's spine-chillingly spooky as well. I think when you know what it represents as
1: well, I think it's it is a
0: it definitely makes the hairs stand up on end on your on your on your on your arms.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you know, you could be I don't know, like watching an episode of Clone Wars Rebels. I mean, they use it so well in Clone Wars. Actually, I'm going to have a slight time to Oh yeah, what I was actually going to say? Yeah, but like. He, you know, there's times when it's just like it will subtly play in the background of like Anakin's actions when he's like being a bit naughty, shall we say? And you, you know for a fact that it's like it's just driving some fantastic character development just by having that piece of music in the background. You like, you like, wow, this is actually where they're going with this, and it's just oh, they yeah. use it so well in the animated shows and stuff. I, th- I
0: think. I'm pretty sure it was used in Attack of the Clones as well when he slaughtered all the Tuscans. I'm pretty sure it like comes in just ever so like really lightly, like comes in after he's killed all the Tuscans. And you see that sort of like really (laughs) just, you know, bitter look in his face. And it's just one of those pieces of music just instantly represents Darth Vader. And obviously, it represents the empire as a whole, as you said. But yeah, the way you, you know you were bringing up them using it in the Clone Wars and in the prequels as well at certain moments, obviously quite heavily in Revenge of the Sith as well. It's iconic is the only word, really.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think sometimes in you know I think especially in the Clone Wars and the prequels, it, it's far more terrifying when it's like or like daunting when it's like faintly in the background, like obviously because in the, like the uh original trilogy it's a very loud piece of music you know it's very you're, you're very aware of it but then i think sometimes in the chronicles and the prequels where it subtly plays in the background does it add so much more drama to what they're what the, they're trying to portray on the screen because you have to really listen out for it sometimes i think that that makes it so much more intense mm. yeah definitely i, I
0: agree that the subtlety of it is
1: really really effective
0: yeah, great piece of music there. Right, I'll go on to my number four. This, I guess, this probably could be deemed amongst some fans as another controversial one, but this is um "Across the Stars" from Attack of the Clones. And Padme and uh, Anakin's love song from Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is nowhere near my favourite Star Wars film. I've got a lot of sort of strong nostalgia for it because I really do remember watching Attack of the Clones when I was when I was a kid and I had all the Lego sets and the. Uh, the big Geonosian arena pit with all the jedi fighting it's like one of my on moments i really remember vividly as a, as a as a kid just getting really excited about but there's something about across the stars which i just think is so it's just it's a it's a beautiful piece of music b i think it's like so reminiscent of han solo and the princess but in a completely different spin um, I think it's used in so many different places within Attack of the Clones in so many like effective ways. It really signifies because I, you know, I'm, you know, you can criticize certain aspects of the prequels in terms of Anakin and Padme's love story about it being too cheesy and too cringy and you know questionable <laughs> performances and dialogue and all that sort of stuff. But I think what completely solidly ties that love story together over those films is just this piece of music and. And I think it really represents the absolute tragedy of Darth Vader and the fact that, you know, the way that, you know, their their love story was so tragic and reached such a bitter end. And I just, not only do I think it's just an absolutely beautiful piece of music, which anytime I hear it, you just can't help but sway your head from side to side and just like, then it obviously kicks up a gear and it just really all comes together. Um, but also it's just very representative of the story of Darth Vader and, when you compare it to the likes of the Imperial March of, you know, what he went from to what he became, I think it's a, a very powerful piece of music and um, yes, yeah, that's my, it's my number four place. That's how highly I rate it.
1: Nice. I think, I think I've only got, I'm going to say one thing on it and I think that will make, make your whole point. And uh, you know, I'll make my point of what I want to say is like, when that music, you know, tells a better love story than the dialogue chosen in the film, it's a great piece of music. Yeah,
0: yeah. I genuinely think you take, <laughs> you take that piece of music out of those scenes on Naboo with them rolling around in the grass and stuff. You take the music out of that, those scenes completely fall flat. Um, but there's just something about that music. Just John Williams is just such a magician that you just completely forget that some of that dialogue is horrific because you're just absolutely swept <laughs> up in the just the magic of Star Wars. And yeah, I completely agree.
1: Yeah, definitely helps us sell the story the love story otherwise yeah i think without it yeah i think there's a few people walking out of the cinema in those scenes um <laughs> for my number four list i've gone for one that we've already spoken about and that is that is the mandalorian theme tune that we did you we just discussed it is obviously me it being my ringtone just shows you how much i love this music um for all the reasons we, we just discussed and, and i think it's I just think it's it was so as you said Star Wars but also like so refreshingly new at the same time that I just I don't think I'm ever going to get tired of it uh, 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 It's you know number four on my list because I rate it that highly and uh, I cannot wait to see what more this uh, producer has in store for us in future Star Wars
0: yeah yeah I mean I don't have much else to add because I've already gone in and detailed but I completely agree I might need to change my ringtone now that you've said it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's great, honestly. Whenever someone rings me, I do just sit and let it ring for a bit. I'm like, <laughs> you also can't miss it because like the first few notes are like so like hard hitting. Yeah, like, you like, oh, my phone's ringing, and it's <laughs> very good.
0: Right, should we go into our top threes?
1: Yes, I'm very excited for this. Right,
0: so my number three is Han Solo and the Princess from Empire Strikes Back. Now you would have heard me mention this a couple of times in our discussions. This for me is not, you know, it's its not the most instantly memorable piece of music from Star Wars in the same way that, you know, the likes of Binary Sunset, the Imperial March, all of the Fates, et cetera, et cetera. Is. But I just think Han Solo and the Princess is in a similar way to Across the Stars, but a hundred times more. It's just such a powerful and beautiful and emotional, emotional piece of music um Empire Strikes Back, you know, is 95% of the time my favorite Star Wars film. Sometimes it drops to second and starts of Return of the Jedi, depending on what mood I'm in. But I think it's a perfect film. I think Han Solo and Princess Leia's love story through that within that film is one of my favorite aspects of the film. I think very you know it's quite rare that sort of action, sci-fi, fantasy films do good love stories. But I think this is one which is incredibly good and just works so well. And I just think this is such an iconic and memorable piece of music for me. I just, one of the songs that's just always going in my head Oh, when I always just think and when it just, you know, it starts off again. I like a lot, I guess a lot of these songs have a lot in common where they start really light, sort of like soft chords and then they just suddenly all come together. Um, and I think any time I hear the music, it just harkens back to Han Solo and Princess Leia, you know, two of my favourite characters of all time. And, you know, watching them when I was younger and sort of just admiring their relationship. And obviously the, the music sort of been used sort of more recently. The um, thing that I always remember was the Force Awakens trailer, like the the sort of the main trailer which came out for it, not like the teaser one the main one for it there was a shot where like the millennium falcon flies up in the sky and then like dives down under the sort of star destroyers on Jakku, and in that point it it sort of has like a sort of big bold remixed version of Han Solo and the princess and as soon as i saw that like i was in tears i was saying this is the best movie ever i need to go see it in the cinema right now this is incredible and then from when they weave it into sort of like some of the scenes in the sequels I think it's one of the reasons that I connect with the sequels more than some other Star Wars fans do is just because that music for me just like represents everything that I loved growing up and I I always there's a scene in Force Awakens when Han and Han and Leia see each other for like the first time in ages and C3PO like jumps in and interrupts them but just before that like the the theme just kicks in and I just think it's absolute cinematic perfection
1: nice nice I mean it is a very iconic piece of music from, you know, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of the scenes it's in. Though off just off the top of my head, it's is it it's like on Hoth when that the Empire's um attacking and they're trying to escape and they're like almost kiss or kiss.
0: Yeah, it, it's probably so on that
1: bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's
0: when like Leia's fixing the little bit in the Falcon and then Han sort of like holds her hands and then we say, oh you like scoundrels don't you and then it sort of like kicks in there yeah, a little yeah. bit and then it plays yeah. quite a bit over some of the stuff of them flying about yeah nice is a
1: very I think that the music for like you know like love stories like with Han and Leia um are sometimes just some of the the most impactful because obviously it is only there when like big emotional things are happening so I think it's very easy to to see why people get so attached to yeah. um, music like that because you know it's this it, it's always on at times on your character when your favorite characters are the like most vulnerable mm-hmm. um, and obviously yeah. john williams takes full advantage of this and it's oh, uh, yeah. a and very you, good choice i think for top it's, three. it's
0: impossible to name a more iconic love story than han solo and princess leia i refuse to hear otherwise there's nothing <laughs> more iconic <laughs> and the music which represents that for me top 3 stars songs of all time
1: absolutely yeah, a very, a very good choice. Um, my number three again. As I'm sitting there staring at my list, I've done a quick switch around between two and three, just because I think the one I had in number three it deserves deserves top two. So uh, my number three now is again. I think this is could be one of the most fun and entertaining songs in the Star Wars universe, and that is Cantina Band in A New Hope. Um, Ooh this piece of music again I think like Jedi, like Jedi Rocks is just one that you could seriously get down to um, and like the, the, the scene it goes along with is just so good I mean you've got the, little, the aliens with their big heads on their little clarinets and they're, they're proper going for it um, you know and it's just it's just a piece of music that's just like it's so random I think in the film like it just it's just so upbeat for like no reason <laughs> And it's just, it, it, you can't help when you hear it just, like, absolutely, like, jam out and just want to boogie along with it. So I think it's just, it's like, i would struggled to find a person, you know, who uh, has seen Star Wars and, like, ha- would not, you play it and they'd not be like, oh, yeah, and just start, like, dancing.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's by far and away my favourite piece of jizz music ever. Um, that is the official genre of that song is Jizz and um, that is a fact confirmed by George Lucas
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks George yeah no I agree it's just
0: one of those songs that I think the, the reason that it's solidified for me so much is just it playing in a Lego Star Wars not the original Lego Star Wars game yeah. and it was always playing in the home the home base the cantina just over and over and over again on loop but you just never get tired of it <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's just it's closed. Yeah. Like you can literally sit and hum <laughs> it all day, and like I, I can imagine, I might try it tomorrow in the office and just like sit and hum it and see if other people join in. I probably yeah. won't because I don't think my office has seen through. Three books other, at you, probably. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I already get made fun of because I sit there like dancing in my chair to the music on the uh, Sonus. So we'll we'll see. I'll test it out tomorrow and see what there's
0: a... <laughs> It's a it's a it's a strong addition to the to the list. I'd say definitely. An iconic piece of music. Yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely. Okay. My number two. Now, this is what I I always think is my most left of field choice when it comes to top tens, because I don't see this song in many people's top tens. Um, And that's the asteroid field from Empire Strikes Back. I just, there's something about this song that when I think of Star Wars, for some reason, I think of this piece of music and it's when Han Solo's flying the Millennium Falcon through the asteroid field and, you know, it sort of mixes in and out with, you know, the Imperial March and everything, but, you know, it's the, that's my best impression of it as a non-musically gifted person, but that's how the, the song goes. And I just, for me, it just summarizes everything that I love about Star Wars and have loved since a kid. It's just that adventure. It's the chase. It's, you know, the flying, through space, dodging asteroids in the Millennium Falcon. I just think it's an absolutely perfect piece of music. It's so iconic. It has you on the edge of seat every time you listen to it. And I remember maybe a year or two ago, I watched Empire Strikes Back for the first time in maybe a couple of years. I hadn't seen it for a couple of years, and I remember I was you know loving it. Great film. Sort of sat back in my seat, enjoying it, and then just like suddenly this piece of music just kicks in out of nowhere and I sit up in my seat and I sit forward and I'm like, oh my God, this movie is incredible. And this is why I love it so much. And I just think it's one of, it is in my opinion, the most underrated piece of music in Star Wars ever. I think it's Empire Strikes Back is full of perfect music. I think it's John Williams' best film in terms of music he scored is, is, um, empire strikes back and this is for me it's my pick of the bunch i just think it's an absolutely stunning piece of music i think more people should be appreciating it it just captures all the wonder and all the stupid decisions of hand solo all in one and i think it's uh, i think it's brilliant
1: nice i know, mean, i'm not gonna lie dan um i can't really remember this song off the top of my head um, exactly, I will have to go away and, and listen to it. It is a it's a exactly. niche it's a niche piece. I, I respect Been... you for it.
0: Go on the Empire Strikes Back soundtrack. Click on the asteroid field. Scroll through to about two minutes, and just just listen and just get swept away. And as soon as you hear the music kick in, you'll picture exactly what's happening on screen. It's incredible, mm. marvelous piece of nice. music.
1: I'll I'll give it a listen. Um, my number two is is. To be honest, I was so close to putting this in my number one spot, but I didn't want to... I thought that that would be criminal. Um, but this number two spot is one that literally I can, like, it's, I can remember hearing it for the first time while watching uh, The Phantom Menace, and it is Jewel of the Fates. Like, this piece of music is unbelievable. I will sit at work and hum this so many times. Like, the amount of times that people have been like, are you, are you humming Star Wars? And I'm like, yes. Like, this is one of the best pieces of music I think I have ever heard. Yeah, I will sit there going... <grazing sound> it's so good. Like, like it perfectly... It fits so perfectly with the uh, the fight scene between uh, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Darth Maul. I mean, Darth Maul was one of my favourite characters in Star Wars ever, alongside, you know, obviously, like, Obi-Wan. And this music just is... Oh, it's just so good. Like, how, I don't even understand... And how John Williams comes out with such brilliance that is Jewel of the Fates. Because, I mean, one, it's it's a Jewel of the Fates. And, I mean, we can go back and watch um, Dave Fernie's interpretation of the name of the song, Included the Fight, when he's talking about, you know, it's a Jewel of Anakin's fate. So, I mean, that adds some deeper meaning to it. But, God, oh, this music is just unbelievable.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones which is, like, people who have never seen Star Wars still know it it's um so iconic and it just there's so many different moments to it obviously you've got the sort of quite fast-paced bit and then you've got like, the really like duh, duh. <laughs> but, yeah yeah it's a be great piece of music it, i feel guilty not putting it in my top 10 list because it really is incredible that is, um,
1: that is just, criminal i'm not gonna lie
0: john williams is absolute finest with that
1: yeah i mean i think oh, i've been obviously i went to they're all out hall to see a Harry Potter and watch that music. And like, I would love to watch a live band, not band, I don't know what they called orchestra. orchestra. Thank you. I'm not going dis- to, I'm not going to disrespect them. by calling them a band because that is disrespectful. A live orchestra sit and play during the fates. I think if I could see that and then immediately die afterwards, that would be perfectly fine. Yeah. It's one of my bucket
0: list things is seeing a, uh, John Williams leading an orchestra playing Star Wars music for like five hours. I mean, that'd just be the greatest thing to ever happen to me.
1: Mm, indeed.
0: Right. Should we, should we, I'm going to, I've got a few honourable mentions that I just want to bung in very quickly. Won't talk too much about them because we've been going on for a while, but just a couple, I'll throw them in. You either say yay or nay, if you think they're an iconic piece of Star Wars music, they haven't made my top 10 or your top 10, but I think they're, you know, iconic. Yoda's theme from Empire uh-huh. Strikes Back yeah that's, that's good that's a yay uh, I love that piece of music um bit of a weirder one General Grievous' theme from <laughs> Revenge of the Sith I think it's a catchy piece of music
1: I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head actually well, I'm
0: sure it is so yeah have a we re- re- listen to it again it is good it's good obviously Anakin's betrayal um oh yeah that's good just one that brings you to tears every time you hear it mm. um Ben's death and the TIE fighter attack from A New Hope, uh, a a classic piece of Star Wars adventure music. Yeah. Um, March of the Resistance from the sequels. I think that's another great piece of John Williams magic. I can't remember that one off the top of my head, but... It's like the... Oh,
1: yeah, that is good, actually.
0: No, yeah, I did actually like that one. The clone theme... Which I'm kind of surprised John Lee didn't have on his list being such a clone stand, but like obviously the clone theme from, Mm. you know, Clone Wars and Attack of the Clones and all that greatness. Yeah. And um, the Droid March from Attack of the Clones as well. I think that's another great piece of music. Mm -hmm. And then the last one I just wanted to give a special shout out to because I couldn't find any specific songs from it but the entire rebels soundtrack i think was brilliant and i think there's a lot of great stuff on the rebels soundtrack from ezra's theme to thrawn's theme to sort of the sad epilogue music at the end and a big shout out to rebels because they don't typically make it onto these top 10 lists when it comes to music but it deserves a good mention because there's some greatness in there oh nice some good honorable mentions in there yeah so as far as i'm aware we have the exact same number one
1: we do which probably
0: comes to absolutely no surprise to anyone that our, our number one piece of Star Wars music ever is Binary Sunset, or Luke's theme, or The Force theme, however you want to call it, from A New Hope and every single Star Wars film ever. <laughs> Arguably, the, <laughs> not just the greatest piece of Star Wars music, but just the greatest piece of music of all time, full stop.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, a piece of music in Star Wars that just uh, it makes me emotional every time it comes on like, i was talking about the audiobooks earlier you know there's some great use of it in the audiobooks at the moment you know it comes in beautifully it's some beautiful like force/jedi moments um and i think that might have been the trigger that set me off to tears in the last episode of season 2 of the Mandalorian like i'm thinking it's like just before we see Luke, like, in his full, you know, he takes his hood off. I'm pretty sure, off the top of my head, Luke's theme cuts in just before that. Yep. And, like, yeah, it does. That mean. is when I was, like, I was already, like, lumping my throat sort of thing, watching the whole, as he's got out of his cockpit and, like, the whole, that whole scene, lumping the throat. But as soon as Bunny Sunset cut in, that was it. I was, like, bawling. And I was, like, oh, my yeah. God, this is, like, the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Was, that, that music is just the emotional ties to that and the emotional feeling and weight it carries is just beautiful. Yeah.
0: There's very few pieces of music in film history, which has the ability just to make me cry like a child. And, um, you know, there's concerning Hobbit from Hobbits from Lord of the Rings, one that comes to, comes to my mind. And, um, that's probably about it. Now I, now I'm trying to so I'd dig through it's practically that and nothing else um and Binary Sunset I just think it's just for me it's like when I think like it is Star Wars like that the the short few the short melody of Binary Sunset is for me Star Wars when I see the words like the Star Wars logo written on a book or a t-shirt or a wall or a poster I instantly think of that bit of music when they use it in any film ever, it's a cheap gig. <laughs> they can use it. Just just sprinkle it in there. And it'll just instantly get me lump in my throat, tear in my eye. Um, I remember seeing Force Awakens and the film ending on, you know, the binary sunset theme when Ray comes and finds Luke. End of the Last Jedi when Luke's looking over the twin sons and he's dying himself. Um end of Revenge of the Sith when Obi-Wan hands over Luke to um Owen and Beru, so many moments in Star Wars history, which is just absolutely marked by that incredible piece of music, which is you know representative representative of you know the dream, the wonder of Luke looking out over the twin suns, wishing he was anywhere but Tatooine, and you know that the the adventure and the the wonder and the it just the, the childlike glee. That you get anytime you watch Star Wars, it's perfectly encapsulated by that single, very small segment of music, and I think that's why it will forever be the most iconic for me for Star Wars fans. I think it's not as recognisable for you know people who haven't seen Star Wars in the same way that the Imperial March is, but for Star Wars fans, I think that's why it will never go off of our lists. It will always be one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic and emotionally provocative pieces of music ever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with everything you just said. You know, the, the emotional ties to it is just fantastic. You know, I think just it really goes to show just how talented, you know, like John Williams as a composer is and obviously the the orchestra that plays it. And, you know, just, yeah, there's there's nothing, there's not, not much else music-wise in, you know, across films, TV, whatever, like any sort of music in multimedia that draws out such emotional response that literally just, <laughs> the first few chords of a song, like it doesn't take much. It doesn't really take much to get into the song before you, you know, like you're either swept away and you know, reminiscing about you know some some of those iconic scenes you just mentioned, or or just like it helps you get captivated and and drawn into like what you're actually watching, or like you know, like reading an audio book about what you're actually reading, or like just it, it really does draw you in. And help you emotionally connect, or whatever like Star Z thing uh, at that point you are um, engaging in. So it's just, yeah, number one on the so, on the list for a reason. John Williams created the most perfect piece of music, and
0: due to the internet, it will live on forever. There will never be mm-hmm. a, a last copy of it, like there have been for music in the past. It will never get lost. It will be played for centuries and millennia to come. Right. Could be. Well. That was, a, that was a fun discussion about our top 10s there.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good. I like I like it when we have our little, little discussions about Star Wars. There's, there's always a lot to talk about with Star Wars, to be fair. Exactly. These are fun lists.
0: Music is such a, a huge part of it. I mean, we could easily do a top five piece of music for every single film, TV show <laughs> that have come out. So trying, yeah. to just do, trying to just do the top 10 of the entire franchise was tricky. But um it's definitely fun, definitely Got me enjoying just listening
1: to it all again. Because, yeah,
0: you just can't beat it.
1: No, I mean, I, I do love putting on a bit of Star Wars music while I'm sitting there building some Lego, which is what I'll be doing um, tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna build very my, much looking forward to that.
0: I'm going to build my Sokra mall set tonight, I think. That's what I've got next up. Oh, I? nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've
1: got my... It's right. actually how you describe it. My clone chicken walker with the droid. oh There's yeah there.
0: yeah i've got that set that's a fun little build actually that one yeah, yeah. stars music on love it <laughs> okay so the only other thing that we want to want to cover this episode is that we're going to announce our next book club book so obviously last month we talked about the incredible rising storm we had a really fun in-depth discussion about that and this month, we're, we're going to take a little break from the High Republic. We will come back at some point and do a book club on Out of the Shadows, which is the next YA novel um, in the High Republic series. I'm actually reading it in the moment and I'm really enjoying it. So we will come back and talk about it at some point. But we thought, let's try something a little bit different. And we're going to go for Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray, um, which is the <coughs> Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn sort of prequel novel set before phantom menace. Um I have not read it yet. It's on my bookshelf. It hasn't been touched. John hasn't read it either. So it'll be a new new experience for both of us. Um so in about a month's time we will be doing an episode on Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. So if anyone needs a reason to read a book over the next month, there you go, Master and Apprentice. Um I've heard brilliant things about it. Obviously it's Claudia Gray and I've read like four of her books and they've all been brilliant. So I I'm under no doubt that this is going to be excellent as well. So I'm I'm looking forward to reading it. Are you, John?
1: I am, um, yeah. I mean, I haven't read as many Star Wars books as you. Um, so I'm looking forward to expanding. I think, to be honest, I've just read The High Republic off the top of my head. Um, yeah. So it'd be nice to expand a bit more and get, get, to, get to read books set in different areas of Star Wars and... Obviously, I've read Claudia Gray's book, uh, Into the Dark, and thought it was fantastic. So I'm looking forward to reading one of the, another one of her
0: books. This will be your first prequel era book. Will we? Yeah. I, have a feeling, I have a feeling, no, I read Duke of Jedi Lost. It's not my first prequel era book, but you know, I'm excited about it. It's something that I've heard a lot of people say good things about. And I've never wanted to hear spoilers. I've always flipped off of TikToks or videos whenever someone talks about it. So it'll be good to dive in. So yeah, that's our that's our book club book that we'll be discussing probably at some point in September in around about a month's time. So you've got that to look forward to as well. Um next week, I'm not sure what we'll talk about next week. We'll have a, a wee discussion. Obviously, we had the divisions trailer dropped this week. Um and then I think next week they've got like there's the mandalorian gallery episode with um about luke so maybe we could do some sort of you know state of the galaxy update on you know the, the 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 trailers the stuff which is out some of the news which has been popping up some of the update on some of the comics and stuff like that perhaps we could do that next week
1: yeah that'd be good um i mean i'm hoping and praying that maybe while talking about the state of the galaxy we can mention if lego star wars has had the date but i think that's what you're thinking oh my just remind me because it. on my on the lego box which right next to me it says on the front it says play it's in lego star wars the skywalker saga i'm like well it's not bloody out yet but okay we, we never will probably <laughs> that's 60 quid I'll, I'll it's gonna come when i have no money the game will be like oh it's it's being dispatched tomorrow take i need to take your money and i'll be like no i'm gone so
0: yeah we'll be back next week either talking about what we've just said or something completely different altogether but yeah we will see you then um we've we got anything new yes we've got a. Um, i've started doing a, a little weekly newsletter thing which is just like a put your email in a mailing list and it comes out sort of every week with like a you know, catch up on what the podcast is doing, what we've got this week, what's coming up next week. I've done a little, uh, segment of like news. So if there's any Star Wars news, keep you in the loop and then sort of just a reminder of what come out, what come, what has come out that week, whether it be a trailer or a book or a comic or a TV show or whatever. So if you are interested in that, the link for that is on, it's currently still in the bio of our Instagram page, which is at Live from Vader's Castle And then it will be permanently on Twitter Because we tweeted it So it'll just be a few tweets back uh, At Vader's Castle Pod um, So if you are interesting to, interested in joining Our little mailing list for our newsletter It'll just be once a week You're not going to get spammed with stuff Please do join Because it'll be good to keep our listeners in the loop If we have any
1: <laughs> Yeah, that'd be good I mean, I like the on this week I like the little layout I think it's a good little little updates so if you want to stay up to date with what we're talking about um and some you know like the, the hottest star wars news then subscribe to the newsletter and enjoy
0: yeah and i've just mentioned our social media apps as well give us a follow on them if you haven't already um if both of us are building lego tonight it probably means at some point over the next week there's going to be some pictures of lego so you can keep an eye out for that as well and i think that about wraps it up for today
1: yeah um so yeah we'll see you next week and thank you very much for listening yeah thanks for listening